it is so important to get the right amount of sleep. It affects everything you do. It affects your mental health. It affects your physical health. It affects yeah. the ability to build muscle and uh, recover after wow. work, lose weight. and You're, burn. you're hitting everything I'm loving right now. You're hitting everything yeah. I love right now. Like, I love sleep. Um, if I don't feel like I got proper sleep or enough sleep, I probably won't even go to the gym. Welcome to the Manny Project Podcast, where we reveal true stories of health, fitness, exercise, nutrition, success, and most importantly, failure. My name is John Meningas, and on this podcast, we hope to learn, get motivated, experiment, have fun, and be inspired. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Manny Project Podcast. On today's episode, I introduce to you Sabina Milley. And for those of you that don't know, she resides in Texas. She used to be in Toronto. She used to be in Canada. And we used to work together actually many, many years back. But I haven't seen her in person in a long time. And uh, I've just been seeing her from a distance. I've seen her on Instagram. I've seen her changes in her lifestyle. And she's a badass cop in Texas. Pretty cool girl. I was happy to have this chat with her. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Yeah, obviously in a perfect world, in a perfect setup, you'd come over, you'd chill out. Uh, we'd kind of talk about all kinds of like gym, fitness and exercise kind of things. Um, in today's world, in 2020, you know, you got to keep uh, your social distance. You got to keep everyone, you know, safe away. But whatever you think is best, whatever you think is best. I'm like trying to figure out how this lighting. Should... <laughs> whatever works best for you. There's no pressure. Like if this is better or worse. This is not like the idea. Oh, that's the wrong light switch. Okay. But the first way you had it, the original way wasn't bad, but honestly, get comfy. Get comfy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting on a couch. Um, oh, yeah. I ordered a couch in February okay. and COVID. COVID. Oh, boy. So what, where did you get it from? West Elm. Okay. And is yeah. it taking like just a long time to deliver? They don't have the product or like what's happening? It was like not made to order like it was a custom type deal and so okay. it's supposed to be delivered between december 22nd and uh january 4th wow december 22nd and january 4th yeah wow wow so money back the refund or what happened there i'm just waiting on it <laughs> you're just gonna let it be it's the only couch that i wanted you know i was looking for ever for a couch <clears throat> saw this one that I wanted really bad and then I it was expensive and it wasn't going to get delivered until the end of the year and I was like oh I'll just look for something else and then uh it was one of those like if I don't get the one that I want then I'm going to be disappointed fair yeah so I just did it and I ordered the one that I wanted and <laughs> um <laughs> I'm just like wow you know it would be cool if I wasn't living here for a whole year before I had a couch but <laughs> is it coming is it coming from like the same state or where's it coming from I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So they just took your money and ran. And they're just going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll give you one couch later whenever we get a chance. Yeah. So that's <laughs> how that. But yeah. How's life? It's good. It's crazy. It's good. Uh, it's stressful, like being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> General, being is stressful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, of course, like, uh, with my profession, I'm a police officer. And so that's like, 
it's a stressful job on its own. And then you kind of add in all the things that are happening in the world and it adds to the stress a little bit more. Of course, so, of course. Uh, but I mean, it's really, I mean, it's really a fun job. It's just, there's a, and your schedule is all off. I mean, I just woke up at uh, like three. So like three hours ago, I woke up. Okay. So my, yeah. So and now it's six 30 at night. So it's like my schedule is all over the place. And it, that's what's, that's what makes it hard. Like, a lot of if you want to talk like fitness and stuff that's what makes it hard for a lot of um like law enforcement and stuff is um sure. is that schedule it just rocks you and it's 12 we work 12 12 hour shifts so sometimes you guys you do the four on four off or is that how it works uh four on three off and then three on four off we switch every sun every other sunday off so you go eight straight uh more no. or less so if you go four three three four or do yeah. they like mix it up or four three four three all the time Four, three, four, three. Oh, Jesus. Because I can't yeah. imagine doing eight days off, but you know what? Six days off might be the payoff. So nice. I was, I've been able, like, I could do like 14 days off work and be like, yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah. For, I feel like I need to wear my hat. I don't know. <laughs> do it up. Do it up. Do it up. Whatever is comfy for you. I feel like this is kind of like, yeah. That this is a, the social Sabina? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just feel like my hair is dirty, which it is. And so um, the hat just kind of makes me feel a little <laughs> bit more secure with my hair. You know? Listen, if this makes you more comfortable, if this really makes you more comfortable, you remember working with me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if this makes you more comfortable, how about this? I got a little ponytail kind of going on in the top. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. So I'm just going to use my uh, mic or my headset just to pull that back down. Yeah. Ponytail. Yeah. But that's what awesome. the world's come to. That's what this world's come to. Um, if you don't mind me asking, so I know you're obviously a police officer, but how is yeah. like, how's dealing with that right now? I know it's so tough. Like, you know, I think the most important thing to remember, and it's like, it's easy to look at society and be like, wow, everyone really hates us and nobody wants us around and everyone wants us to like, not do our jobs um but and and you get sucked into it you know especially sure. yeah sure. and your stuff and your you know even your friends like i've got friends that post stuff and you know about um you know like social justice and police brutality etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's frustrating because i know only good cops i don't know any bad cops i don't like i don't know any corrupt cops i don't know any cops that want to that don't want to do good work like mm -hmm. like i know some lazy cops but, but i don't know <laughs> cops that that get into police work to like to be an be, asshole be a villain yeah like i don't know yeah. any that um so <clears throat> i think the most important thing to remember is that like you get into the job for a reason and you end up i mean every night like people why oh it's you know um have you ever called 911? Like, when was the last time you called 911? I hear that a lot on the internet. And a lot of that comes from, and not to say it, like, for lack of a better term, but like from privileged people who don't have to call 911. Mm -hmm. um, they live in, you know, uh, like very safe communities and they have security guards and things like that. And um, I mean, we are busy all night. It's like, I work 12 hour shifts and I mean, there's been shifts where you just go straight through. 12 hours and then into the morning calls holding for, so for 24 hours, people are calling police all night for, yeah, yeah. 
so I think it's just hard because you you get miserable you look around and you're like wow everyone hates us like we don't get and and you don't do the job for for clout like you don't yes. do it yeah you don't do it for the love you know I uh, yeah, yeah. Do it to be appreciated if you get into police work to be uh to be appreciated <laughs> probably not gonna last very long um and like you just do it because it's what you want to do and and you see the impact that you have whether that is taking like somebody who needs to go to jail to jail like that's not something that people really like you don't jump for joy when you're taking somebody to jail most of the time unless they're like a, a violent criminal that you're like yeah this guy needs to be locked up or this guy locked up but um it's it's definitely like you get those rewarding moments sometimes um where you show up to a call and it's something like a you know a car accident where someone's stuck in a vehicle or you know anything with children um you know people calling because they were assaulted or and you really take pride in doing that part of your job because you know that like without you this person would not be getting justice and so even though it seems like there's not like to the outside world, like this type of crime doesn't happen all the time. It's only in TV shows, but to us, it happens every night. Like, yeah, yeah. like every night you're getting not only any night, but like, it's not like it's scheduled. Like it happens anytime when you get the call, right? You're always yeah, on call for that scenario. Yeah. So it's, um, I think like it is hard because if you listen to like outside voices and you let it, dictate what you do and you let it affect how you do your job then um you're gonna get burnt out you really just have to remember like why you started and also that at some point this pendulum is gonna swing back hopefully to where people recognize that like we do need police and um like it's i think it will eventually come back around but it is like just another it, you have to be so patient and yeah. you have to be patient with people too in general and really focus on making positive contacts and, you know, treating people with respect and dignity. And I explain everything to everybody when I talk to them, because I don't want anybody to, I like an explanation for stuff. Like most people do, like no one likes to be just left in the dark, of you course. know? So I always explain everything because my job's not a secret. You can go look up the laws and it'll tell you what it is. And yeah, you're gonna show up to a, you're gonna show up to a scene where typically the people know more or less what's happening. They just want to know from you why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. So that's like it's it's a stressful time, but I think it always will be. Like I think the job is just it's a stressful job in general. But yeah. you with the public, you're dealing with strangers every day you're dealing with you're like you insert yourself into people's daily life in like the most crucial moments of their life that normal people don't see yeah um yeah. So it's it's a very rewarding career but it's also very stressful and you have to remind yourself and be around good people who don't make you cynical of course <laughs> um i want to share an experience with you so I know that you're from a very far distance, a police officer. Mm -hmm. um, I want to share a police officer experience that I had. Uh, I want to say about maybe four or five weeks ago. Okay. So um, if you don't know, I'm managing it at a national sports. So I'm in okay. Mississauga, not the location you're at, but I was in Mississauga. 
And in our area, the Pure region, they basically have more or less restricted everything. So um, at that time, we had like a 10% capacity. Like it's a really, really low capacity for customers to come in. And we had a police officer come in and he wasn't trying to do any, he wasn't trying to do anything. He was just trying to shop, just trying to be a nice guy. And this was the first time I was able to talk to a police officer. Like whenever police officers come in, I'm not always, I'm not afraid because I did something. I just want to be respectful to them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're doing their job, but I also don't know what it's like in today's world to be a police officer at all. So uh, I wanted to talk to him, just pick his brain a little bit, see where he's at. And uh, at the end of it, I ended up having to thank him for his, his duty and service because that's what he's doing for us. We don't see it all the time. We don't see it every day. We don't see it every week, but you guys yeah. are out there working, you know, 40 hours, 40 plus hours, kind of like what we are doing. But what we don't see is that it's for our protection, for our safety, and you're serving us. Mm. So uh, for yeah. yourself, you may not get a ton of appreciation from people that, you know, talk to a police officer. Sometimes you do. I bet you do. Yeah. But I want to commend you for your work as a servant for the public and just thank you for the hard work that you're doing. So uh, my keep pleasure. That keep that up. Um <laughs> It's actually really funny because I never thought I would be talking to you about this on the police officer's side, because I remember working with you as little blonde, kind of quiet Sabina that was like, just kind of bubbly around the store and just like, you know, getting her away around the store and just trying to, trying to fit in, you know? Yeah. And my sports out in which one (laughs) would be, right? Was it Whitby? Was it Whitby? The Whitby store? You were in Concord with us and like Vaughn and like Woodbridge and Maple. But oh, yeah. I heard you. I heard you made your way around a couple of locations, right? Two, three different stores I worked at. Yeah, like really. Pick, and yeah, I think I worked at Pickering, the like warehouse store, and then Whippy. I worked at Whippy for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, which was a small store, and then I worked at the Concord store. Yeah. So yeah. do you miss it or what? What do you think? What's think that? Do you miss it? Days now. <laughs> <laughs> I like so I was and I worked keg too so here i am working for all these canadian companies but i worked at the keg too as a cocktail server and a bartender and like it's just funny because um like i think everybody should have to work retail and customer (laughs) because it makes you everything so much more what's funny is i remember specifically um i was working on the shoe rack one day at your store when you were managing and um, I was like putting all the pairs of slides together and yeah. like hanging the thing. And I specifically remember you telling me like how great of a job that I did on. That's what we try <laughs> on, to do. On organizing the shoe rack because, you know, people come in and all they do is mess everything up. <laughs> so um, just pick up shit and just drop it. Right. It's just crazy. It's the same thing with like, it's funny because it's almost the same thing like with like with retail, there's no, to me, there was no, um, like there was no reward. So you would like do all this work and then like, <laughs> you would come like, like yeah. mess it up. and it's almost like that too with police work. Sometimes you do all oh, this I believe work, it. and then, uh, either the bad guy, you know, walks out of jail while you're, you're like sitting there typing up the report on a domestic violence and the guy walks out of the jail and you're like, like what just happened she, whoever the the victim comes and bails him out and i'm like you know stuff yeah, like yeah. that it's the same thing a lot of times or like uh the the da uh they won't take your case sometimes and you're like wow 
cool. Like, thanks. Thanks for the support. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny, but uh, no, I definitely do not miss retail, but okay. I, some, I sometimes do miss like the, uh, the area, um, the GTA, the people from up there. Um, it was just like, it was such a good time in my life, like living up there. And um, it was just like very carefree. I was, yeah. I mean, I was uh, like 19 and I'm 26. Holy smokes. I was know. It about seven years? Seven years yeah. ago? Wow. Yeah. So it's been like, yeah, I was 19 years old when I, <clears throat> I think I was 19 years old when I moved there. And Time then I flies. I know. It really does. Time Crazy. flies. So I do remember uh, when I went back to the location, long story short, but I was there eight years ago. Um, that manager at that time left. Nadim came in and then you Nadine. came in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at that time, uh, it was a really, really interesting time. Like it was kind of like a, a whole bunch of staff coming in, coming out. But at the same time, there was like a, a nice group of like young, young people that were just good to talk to, good hearted. Yeah. And I know you were getting your experience and your first taste of Canada at that time. Yeah. Is there anything that you miss from Canada or Toronto? Um, so many things. Number one, the people, like, I will never meet like another group of people like that are like people from Toronto. I don't know what it is about it. People are <laughs> happy, um, healthy, um, like people are out riding their bikes and jogging and running and kayak, like so much outdoors stuff people are always outside doing things there um poutine <laughs> nice nice is yeah. there anywhere to get that there um there is a like a a little convenient. like a fry shop probably yeah like a little pop-up yeah, yeah um i forget what it's called but it's like a guy straight from like Mississauga, who nice. runs this shop. It's actually funny because I ordered a, um, a patch from this company called Patch Panel. And they're actually out there in, um, in I think, Mississauga as well. And okay. I ordered a patch from them. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I live near there. So <laughs> it's cool, like the connection. And, um, but I just feel like there was always so much to do. I feel like there was always so much to do there. And everything was so close. Like you could just go downtown Toronto and like, it's hard for me because I'm a country person, but I love the city too. Like I'm both. Yeah. Yeah. I like some people are one or the other. I'm both. I love the city of Toronto. Um, just like so cool. There's always like famous people walking around. There's like always just celebrity. <laughs> there. You, got the, yeah, yeah. You, got, you got all the basketball teams coming in. You've got all the NHL teams, like, uh, uh, baseball teams in the summer coming by baseball i know that's your thing baseball teams yeah like yeah. um and then of course like you got drake and <laughs> like walking around and bieber like, yeah justin bieber <laughs> like, you've got all these people from you know from that area sean mendez like i remember yeah. like people that i worked with in toronto went to high school with sean mendez because he went to a picker high okay 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 nice so like like people who went to high school with Sean Mendez. And I was like, what? That guy's like so famous. <laughs> so I don't know. I just think that's cool. I could think of a million things that I miss about it, but I think just like 
the people and I like I was actually supposed to go back like twice this year to Toronto oh to really Fe- yeah but COVID of I was course, supposed to go of course. February like when or like March when COVID first started for uh, one of my friend's birthdays we were going to a cottage um and then I didn't end up being able to go they canceled my stuff I was really upset about it so hopefully like all of that will be over soon I mean over as in like I can leave the country and go to visit <laughs> Can you even leave the state? Is that a thing or like yeah. what's happening? Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're pretty like, free? It's pretty open. Um, like, and it depends on the state that you're in. Like I know my friends, a lot of, some states are having closures again with yes. like stuff like that. Uh, Texas where I live is still open. Like everything is still open. You just mm-hmm. have to wear a mask. But even then, some people are not wearing masks when they go out and um, or like in a store or it's just like, kind of this gray where people are doing whatever they feel like doing. Um, but on the flights, like you have to wear your mask the whole time. I actually have a friend who uh, flew from uh, Wyoming to Okinawa, Japan. He's in the military oh, wow. and he had to wear a mask the entire flight to Okinawa, wow. to Japan. And that from, was probably at yeah, least what, like, like 12 hours, 14 hours. It was like, yeah, like probably 14, 18, I don't know how many yeah. hours, but like an entire day of wearing a on a plane. So it's it's been nuts. But yeah, you can travel outside the state. Um, <clears throat> and I was I was supposed to go to Tanzania too, actually a couple weeks ago. I was supposed to go, um, I had planned to hike Kilimanjaro this year. Oh, wow. Like as a wow. solo trip. My, like, this is like my eat, pray, love time in my life, right? <laughs> like i'm like uh you know finding myself and all that whatever <laughs> and i was gonna uh, hike kilimanjaro like solo um that ended up getting canceled and i'm almost kind of glad that it did because um when the like when covid started so i bought this flight to africa before covid started and then covid then covid happened and like you know you kind of like the gyms are closing, the fitness is going down, like you're like cooking is canceled, you're just eating whatever. <laughs> and so I'm kind of glad that it got canceled because I don't actually know if I would have been able to survive Kilimanjaro by myself right now. Can you we'll imagine? See, maybe next year. Can you imagine, like, for whatever reason, let's say the border closes down and you'd be stuck? You'd literally be stuck for basically until they allow you to come back. Can you imagine being stuck? So that was my other concern too, was um, when, when COVID first started, I was supposed to go to Toronto, like the week that COVID like happened. And I was like, hopefully next week I can come, you know, like next week after we stop wearing masks, uh, I'll be able to fly out there. And, um, and then it turned, then you started realizing like, oh, this is not going anywhere. And I, I was going to just fly to Toronto anyway, and just whatever, but was mostly concerned about getting uh, getting stuck across the border if they decided to like cancel all these flights and everything. Yeah. And yeah. then I would be, you know, quarantined, which is fine because I could just stay with all my friends who live there, but also I would be missing work and I would have to like oh, yeah. figure all that out. And it was <laughs> a disaster. And so, and then again with Kilimanjaro, flying out to Tanzania, um, my, my layover or my connecting flight was in Amsterdam. And I was like, imagine, cause I had talked to the airline and it was basically like, 
you could fly from here. So it was supposed to go Texas to, to JFK airport in New York and then New York to Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And so when I was, they were like, okay, if you're in Amsterdam and they decide like not enough people are on the flight from Amsterdam to Kilimanjaro, they Gotta won't, wait. they won't do that flight. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's kind of risk. Of course. Of course. I'll be stuck in Amsterdam <laughs> and then like have this trip book like Kilimanjaro, which would be end up being non-refundable if I can't fly from Amsterdam to Kilimanjaro in time. So like, yeah. it was just better to cancel thing. And um, I'm like, I was disappointed, but also kind of glad. So next year, I actually have a trip scheduled next October for Bali, Indonesia. And I'm like, nice. hoping that maybe nice. by October 2021, <laughs> I'll be able to fly somewhere. We'll see. It should be good. Um, I got a horror story for you. So I have a really good friend of mine, uh, goes to the Philippines every year over the winter time, goes for a month. He ended up leaving, uh, middle of February and was supposed to come back middle of March. Of course, that's when they shut down everything. So when he was supposed to return back is right when they literally closed the border. No more flights coming in from the Philippines into Toronto. He ended up getting stuck in the Philippines for, I want to say three and a half months. Oh my gosh. So luckily was able to stay with uh, some of his family. Otherwise, can you imagine having to pay for the food, the hotel, a rental, a car? Ridiculous, ridiculous. And for him to even get back, he had to go to South Korea and then come to Toronto. But even at that point, are you really willing to risk yourself leaving your family, leaving a little bit of security to go chill in South Korea airport for a a transfer? Like, Yikes. I have no idea. So luckily made it back and uh, will not be traveling to the Philippines for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Over it. Yeah. 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 Have you, um, I know this has kind of been the topic of everything. Have you hit COVID fatigue? Um, like as in, am I tired of COVID? (laughs) Are you tired of hearing like, I don't know what the, what's the, what's the vibe out there? Is everyone kind of afraid of the cases? Like you said, people are like half, half when it comes to masks. Okay. So me personally, and like, this is sort of like a controversial stance, I guess I had COVID already. Oh, um, wow. Wow. Yeah. I had it and I, Oh wait, no, no, I did notice that. I did know that. Sorry. I did know that. Yeah. I had zero symptoms. Like I felt completely fine. The entire two weeks I was quarantined. I was working out outside in the open air, like I was completely feeling completely normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, like, I don't know if it's just an immune system thing or if it's because I like live a healthy lifestyle, like I'm active, I work out every day, I eat like healthy food. So I'm like wondering if that has anything to do with it. But overall, um, I think most people are fed up with wearing the masks. Like, it's just, like, it's become part of life, but also it's just very, I think we're just tired of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially in, <clears throat> at work, we have to wear it, you know, and I understand because, like, we're around all kinds of people, vulnerable people all the time. But also, like, and I, and this is kind of where the controversy sets in is, I mean, we're talking to sick people regardless of COVID or not all the time, people with, you know, blood diseases and 
other kind of communicable diseases that we don't know about and things like that, touching, you know, touching people, um, close contact, close contact. We're literally, we're touching people every night. So like, you're always going to be like at risk for something. I have talked to, cause we're not always on COVID deaths. Um, like we get sent to some like numbers uh, and cases and data. Yeah. Or like COVID they like, they end up being labeled as COVID deaths or like things like that. Um, but I know a lot of the firefighters that I've talked to are going on like COVID deaths every day. Like, and so um, I think like the overall vibe is like, we are tired of wearing masks. Not, not like I'm speaking for like people in Texas in general um, and not like my department or anything. Cause I know there's people in my department who are, f- like who are afraid of the virus and don't want to talk to people, don't want to do anything. Um, We've also had a lot of like a hundred and like 70 law enforcement deaths, not at my department, but over the, across the country related to COVID-19. So like, while I know that it's a real virus and like people are dying from the effects of it, I'm still just like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. We can't stop it like it travels in the air it's on things that we touch like it's just out there so um it's just to the point where i'm so like i'm just tired of hearing about it i don't like i feel like it's it's become so politicized just like everything else does of course of course and um so i would like to be like done talking about it but i (laughs) i understand like sorry sorry no you not you but like (laughs) i understand that like there are people who are really suffering from it and like who have lost like family that they know and stuff like that my experience with it personally like i had the virus and i wasn't sick but my friend who got it at the same time as me he was really sick like fever chills like throwing up stuff like that so you had it whose symptoms were more mild she lost her taste of like her t- sense of taste and smell and i was literally fine completely fine so i don't know uh, you're a mixed bag so but- i agree with you i a thousand percent agree with you um the wearing of masks um you know i understand as someone that's you know supposed to be a leader myself as well too i understand that i have to set an example for the people that work with me so i will do that for respect of trying to set an example for the people that work with me yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a interesting time, I think, and I try and be like empathetic toward people and and respectful of their opinions about things and respectful of you know they would prefer to wear the mask and um, so I just don't want it to get to a point where we're being and this is like my conspiracy theorist coming in, but yeah, I just yeah. don't want to get to a point where not just like those type of things are being controlled. It is frustrating to see like small businesses are being shut down, but large corporations are not. Why is Walmart allowed to be open, but this guy's Etsy shop is not? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, the, you know, Applebee's and Chili's and all the chain restaurants are allowed to be open. You can wear a mask, but you can take it off when you sit down. But this guy's family owned restaurant is not allowed to be open. Yeah, this stuff. Yeah sense to me at all they've been talking about they need to close all these businesses and 
um, don't have people over for Thanksgiving, but nobody said anything about Black Friday shopping <laughs> and like sleep side of GameStop waiting for a PS5 to drop. <laughs> like, you know, so I just, I find it suspicious that like, and I feel terribly that people who have like small, like gym owners, people who own their own gyms, people own their own CrossFit boxes that had to close down for several months, lost their livelihood and lost their business. And like, I just find it suspicious because yeah, life- no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't know. I just, I just find no, it no. suspicious. <laughs> totally agree with you. Um, I'm not a massive conspiracy theorist either, but I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, the small businesses, whether a restaurant or grocery store or whatever they are, like they're definitely suffering and I definitely feel extremely bad for them. And if possible, I'll definitely try to support them. So if that means I have to buy a meal like every single day of the week, I almost did that actually like a month ago. So yeah. um, if that's one way I can support them, I'll support them. But uh, totally unfair. Definitely totally unfair. It's not, uh, it's not right. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't think anyone really has the right to kind of decide what business needs to stay open and be closed. In addition to that, if they really are concerned about people's health, talk about some of the things that are really good for you. Talk about some things that like would really benefit your health as opposed to saying what you can't do. Like right. tell them what you can do, promote what you can do. Like, I don't know. I I'm just that mindset of like, you can always take it two ways. You can either say no, be negative and just kind of completely avoid it. Or, you know, you can be positive about it, find a good solution towards it and make it work for you. And I think yeah. that's, that whole side is missing. That whole side is completely absent. So it's part of the reason why I have you on the podcast because it's part of the reason why I have you on the podcast. Cause when I look and, uh, again, we don't talk a lot. This is the first time we've talked in like seven years, probably, <laughs> but, uh, the little Sabina that I remember used to like bubble around the store and just, you know, fix those sandals up nice and tight for me and keep that department looking good at the time you're not the same kind of, you're not the same cat anymore. So I, first, before you go, I want to ask you to kind of give some of the listeners a background about yourself. Obviously we know that you're a police officer, but give some of the listeners a background about yourself. Okay. Um, I don't know where to start. Let's just say like <laughs> I'm supposed to be the way that I am now. And like, I don't think I've really changed a whole lot like I have changed but like at the core I'm still the same person I always was like if you talk to people that I went to high school with like they'll tell you that I've always been this way um just like a very ambitious person um I was I was raised that way my parents are both like very successful and they took different routes to get there you know they weren't it wasn't run-of-the-mill like graduate high school go to college get married like it wasn't like that with my family and so my life has kind of been that same way. Um, like my dad is a Green Beret and he has his, I think he's going for his PhD now. Um, and my mom was in the military as well. And she, um, and she has, she's going for her master's in counseling to be a, a therapist for veterans. Wow. Um, for wow. PSD. Yeah. Um, but she's, a, she's currently a high school teacher um, and teaches like, um, special education and stuff like that too. So my parents are both like very successful and driven people, even if it takes a while, like a roundabout way to get to their goals. Like my dad will be 51 or I think 51, um, or 52 on December 1st. And so like they're, they're, they're doing this sort of roundabout way of getting things done. And, 
Um, that's just kind of how I was raised as well. And my brother and I have the same like interest. It's very interesting. We have the same mindset on things. We just live a very different lifestyle. Um, my brother's an entrepreneur. He works out in California. Cool. Cool. And very different things. <laughs> um, and he basically, he's, he, uh, he works for like a dispensary, I think. Okay. Cool. We'll go with that. <laughs> but, um, so we just have like a very different lifestyle. I think fitness was always a priority in my life because I played sports, um, all growing up and, um, you know, I wanted to be in law enforcement since I was a kid, whether that was, I, I wanted to be FBI really bad. That was like my dream. Could still you know, get watch, there. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Watch too much TV and, and want to be FBI. Um, but it's like, I grew up, my dad was a bodybuilder. Okay. And, okay. Um, like competed in like bodybuilding competitions and stuff. And my mom used to tell me how she would make him like four, like double tuna fish sandwiches to like, get <laughs> to maintain the protein. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> just take like three slices of bread, like all, like all this tuna, like four of them a day. He was just eating, you know? Um, I joked with my mom one time because um, I saw a meme about feeding a baby um, a protein shake. And my mom was like, oh, we did that with you. And I was like, <laughs> what? And uh, so she was like, yeah, go ask your dad. So I texted my dad. I was like, uh, did you guys feed me protein shakes out of a bottle when I was? Favorites were vanilla and strawberry. Nice, nice. I was like, what? He, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you liked it. Like, and, the, and I asked the doctor and they said that was fine. It was good for your bones. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are crazy. But like, it was kind of just always there. Fitness, sports. Um, and then like to that degree. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just this sense of, and also like this sense of uh, service, like serving others, which both of my parents do selflessly. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of, I was just brought up to be that way. And then as far as like, um, like my personality goes, I've always been like very driven, very uh, ambitious. Um, I was the president of my class all four years. I just have like this really in my like super bubbly personality and try and get along with everybody. And um, I don't, you know, people are like, Oh, if you have enemies, that means you're doing something right. And it's like, I would rather not <laughs> have any if I can like, you know, it's like that politician in me that I like want to kind of buff the surface a little bit, yeah. you know, clean off all the rough edges. Yeah. Like be around people and, uh, you know, get along with everyone. And, um, I've slowly come to realize in my adult life that people aren't going to like you just cause they don't like you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> be like mother Teresa and people are still going to hate your gut. So, you know, I kind of gave up on the people pleasing part of things, but that was sort of like the growing aspect for me is just the maturing. Um, and just realizing that like you are sort of like, I was really focused on other people for a long time, making other people happy, um, doing what other people wanted me to do. Um, I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings or, um, especially people that I love, like don't want to hurt their feelings. I just wanted to make them happy. And, um, at some point it was like, I'm going to be miserable 
at the end of my life when I look back and be like, I didn't do anything for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to kind of learn to be a little bit selfish like that because I do see like that part of uh, me and my mom, like my mom is so selfless and she gives so much <clears throat> self, but I look at her, I'm like, mom, be selfish for once, you know, like do yeah. something for you. And that's why I'm just excited about like kind of where my life is going because um, you're being really, you, you're yeah, really like, trying to be you and look for you. Yeah. Just like get to be myself. And, and, you know, when I worked at national, uh, at national sports, that was just like a different time in my life. I was young. Um, I was kind of just out there doing whatever, um, always had the goals that I currently am like achieving now, but I was focused on some other things at the time. Of course. And, um, like it's interesting because like, I do look back sometimes and be like, man, I, I regret like having moved there, you know, because I'm like, man, I should have done this instead or should have done that instead. But also like, it's just part of your journey. Yeah, and like, yeah. like I'm thankful that I did live there because I'm, like I said, the people that I met and just sort of the life experience. Um, and then, you know, not many people, up and move to another country at like 18, 19 years old. No, with, no, definitely not. And just like kind of wing it and get a working visa and work at a sporting goods store and just kind of like immerse yourself in this, in this culture up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, my, like my background, my personality, like who I was working at national sports and now like who I am as a law enforcement officer, like, my personality is very much the same as far as like, I'm super extrovert, still very bubbly. Like I still smile all the time. Like I am very, or like I'd be very organized. Like I want to do the best still. Like I want to be the, the best employee and I want to, you know, make everybody happy. And, um, but also like I do, it's hard to determine whether or not like my job has affected some of the other parts of my personality. Um, like I definitely went through some like really low points um, right when I started my career um, personally and professionally and kind of just having to work through that and figure out like number one you. is yeah. Like, like how do I work through this? Like, what do I, what do I need to do to number one, like keep myself sane, but number two, like reach my goals and be the person that I know that I am and know that I want to be. And a lot of that reminder comes from, I think people like my personality type, just like people reaching out to me and being like, Oh, I lost 55 pounds since I started following you in May. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Like, I'm like, that makes me feel so good, you know? And it like motivates me to even get up when I don't feel like going to the gym. And I'm like, remember that person who messaged you and was like, hey, um, I lost 55 pounds because of this. Or um, like, hey, I just went through a really bad breakup in your personality, like on Instagram and just your like- I lashed onto you. Like, yeah, like how this is going. I mean, how you are, it just like makes me feel better. And I'm just like, oh man, that makes me feel good. Cause it, it keeps me motivated and like keeps myself in check and like just being like 
grateful and just remembering that like you may not be ever like super famous you might not be the president of the united states maybe not everybody ever is going to know who you are but like you can affect like one person i'm like you can still influence people like some guy the other day sent me a, a picture on instagram of his uh like his 12 year old daughter and was like turns out you're influencing 12 year olds and i was like <laughs> that's cool but again like that means i take myself very seriously and like the decisions i make in life i take very seriously because i know that people are watching yeah and and i don't want to ever be like a bad example and i want i always want to be that person who people are like i want my my daughter to be like you i want my son to be like you i had somebody tell me that i want my son to be like you or i want my you know like to me, that's like the biggest reward is just getting to be myself and having people think that I'm worthy of being that role model for oh yeah for sure children um, or even just for themselves like um, hey I want to get into law enforcement you've inspired me to do this like even though it's crazy right now do you think I still should do it um, or I want to get out of law enforcement like what do you think or um, and I don't ever feel, sometimes I don't even feel qualified to answer these questions. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What do I think? Like, I, I'm just, I'm just nobody <laughs> like the patrol officer out in Texas and I work out. Um, but yet somehow people would like to know my opinion on, on certain things. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, my experiences in life and just my ability to communicate with people. And it's like, it's just very important to me. And that's why I take everything that I do so seriously and put a lot of pressure on myself. My friends are always telling me, relax, relax, relax. You need to relax. Um, but it's hard for me to relax. No, I totally I, understand. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think you, I think you nailed a, a whole lot of points that are absolutely bang fucking spot on. The first one, uh, you mentioned that your parents were, you know, they had to hustle through different many avenues in order to find their success. And I think that's what we're doing as young people. We're yeah. experimenting, we're failing, we're learning, but we're learning what works for us. Um, so I think through that entire path, uh, one of my last guests, uh, you might actually remember my last guest. You remember Damon or no? Yeah. Okay. So my last guest was basically... Um, Damon, he was trying to lose 80 pounds and he was a big husky guy. But what he realized was along the way, it's not about losing the number of eight zero. It's about like learning what he learned along the route. Mm. So you learn more along the process of failing and experimenting. Whereas if you just played it safe, you would never know. So I think that's in you. I'm not saying your personality changed in that sense, but I think you changed as far as your body, your health, and you've taken it to a whole different level. Yeah. Um, the next thing that you talked about was, you know, trying to be that example and being that leader and you have that personality to be that. I think people attach to you for a very specific reason. It's because of that personality. It's that likability. It's that familiarity that we have with someone that we see like you. And I think it's so easy to latch onto because even when you were at national, you were definitely that person that would like, we can always, say that was Sabina. That was like who you can attach to. That's who we can associate with. Like, like that's someone that people see and we definitely relate to. So you're a thousand percent relatable to a lot of people out there. 
you're definitely an influence to a lot of people out there. And I think it would be a disservice for a person in your position and a person in my position to not want to influence others. Yeah. If we have this strength and this inner belief in what we are and what we want to achieve, why can't we motivate one, two, five, ten other people to do that? Like it's so yeah. much more empowering. And uh, I 100% agree with what you said because you might have people messaging you and saying, I need to get out of law enforcement. Like, what do I do? Or I'm looking to get into law enforcement. How do I do this? And we have the rights. We, I think we've afforded the right to influence those people because we've gone through those experiences. Mm-hmm. So a thousand percent agree with that. And uh, I think you have all the power in your, in your body and your, your fingers to do so. Right. Got to do it. You, you definitely have to do it. <laughs> um, what's really intriguing to me is where are you working out right now? Yeah. So, <laughs> what, is this, um, what is this garage I see? So there's a couple. So we have several gyms at work. Um, we have an academy gym, which is inside. Cool. Uh, and then we have a gym at the south station. We have two stations, a north and a south. So we have a gym at a south station. Uh, which is like kind of a little tiny um, gym with a couple like it has like a Smith machine and a treadmill and you know a couple f- like dumbbells and stuff. Um, then we have a gym at the North Station, which is sort of the same Smith machine, a couple a couple like a weight a one weight rack stuff like that. And then we have the barn, which is where okay which is where you work out. That's where the big garage bays are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah so- nice, nice. And that's where we keep the, uh, the vehicles for work. And some of the fire guys keep the, uh, like the paramedic vans in there. Um, and I guess like a storage locker, almost like a big garage storage locker. And like, before I started, before I even started working at the department, um, I guess one of the assistant chiefs had created that gym out there. Um, I guess it originally started as like a spot for the SWAT guys to work out because uh, it's there's there's like several weight racks um sandbags tire flips that's all the ropes are in there um so it kind of was like this barn gym warehouse gym crossfit box type setup yeah uh, for yeah. I guess the SWAT team um which I didn't know when I first started there that it was like kind of the SWAT team's area <laughs> uh, they told you, me so you made that, it yours yeah well they told me it was <laughs> me the passcode to it so like i just started working out there because i like number one it's texas and i love being outside oh yeah the weather looks phenomenal it's not even funny oh my god the weather is great here i and i love you so like even in the summertime i love being outside i love sweating a lot and like just feeling like hot and miserable (laughs) like (laughs) like and for apparently but i loved working out outside so i just started working out there Um, and then kind of heard like, oh, this is kind of like where the SWAT guys work out, but I didn't really know that that was a thing until people started mentioning it. Now there's like many people, many people work out there now, not like SWAT guys. But I think what happened was people didn't realize that it was open to everybody. It was kind of like, this is where they work out. Um, but I think that it's important that there's access for everybody. So we have like several gyms that we can work out at. So I've been working there. And then um, I actually got a gym membership at another gym, which some of my pictures are in too. Um, it's got the red walls um, and it's a nice gym. It's, nice. Um, it's a, a collegiate training facility. 
Um, it's run by, it's owned by Akib Talib and Vaughn Miller. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. So um, I've seen Akib Talib in there like several times. So they, they own that gym and it's also a good gym. It just doesn't have um, the grit that I like, mm. which is why I like the barn gym better because it's <laughs> dirty and like kind of brings out the country in you i guess right yeah, like i don't know <laughs> like cobwebs in it you know freaking dead bugs and stuff i don't yeah, know yeah. i just like it in there it's like this little sanctuary um whereas the other gym that i go to is more like prim and proper and it's <laughs> clean very- very clean yeah <laughs> and i'm like man i kind of wish that it wasn't so clean like yeah. i really like all the things being dirty and full of dust and dirt and cobwebs yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah but that's where i work out cool so i want to ask you about some of your general training principles so what are some things that you believe in what are some like common myths that people believe in that you like what are some training things that you really believe in is there like a set that you try to hit is there a rep that you try to hit like what are you trying to aim for when you get to the gym so um the first thing that pops to my mind is sleep like Ooh. to me sleep like is like number one um I, like I it is so important to get the right amount of sleep it affects everything you do it affects your mental health it affects your physical health it affects yeah. the ability build muscle and uh recover after wow. work lose weight and you're, burn. you're hitting everything i'm loving right now you're hitting everything yeah. i love right now like i love sleep um if i don't feel like i got proper sleep or enough sleep i probably won't even go to the gym um because i just think it's so important and, and it is hard for me because of the schedule that i work so yeah. i get off clock in the morning and then I start again the next, the next night at 6 p.m. So I have only 12 hours between my shifts. And not only that, you have to sleep during the day. Yeah. And I sleep <laughs> during when the sun is up. So at, when I get off work, I try and go home, eat, shower, like sleep. And then I, I wake up at around like 2.30 or 3 okay. So by the time I get to sleep, it's normally around, if I get home on time, which sometimes you're not going to get home on time. Of course. But like on an average day, average, where I get home on time, I try and get to sleep by like 7, 7.30 a.m. at the latest. And then I'm awake by 3 or 3.30, you know, between 2.30 and 3.30, I would say. But if I wake up and I'm like exhausted or I wake up before my alarm at like noon or something, I just wake up. And I'm like, dang it. Like, it's just not a good time for me to work out because I don't feel like my body is properly recovered and I'm not even going to have a, a workout that's worth it. Like I'm yeah, just going to, sh- yeah. you're just going to go through the motion. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep is like the priority. Um, I fucking love that by the way. Yeah. I, you it, know what the fun, the one thing that I always ask people about the gym and like them working out is like i'll ask i'll ask them the same thing what are the some principles that you really believe in and they'll be like oh i believe in like eight to ten reps or like i need to have a pre-workout but no one ever talks about how much sleep you really need so i i fucking love that i fucking love that i could sleep so many hours (laughs) (laughs) so sleep to me is number one 
like if I don't get enough sleep, I'm not, I'm probably not going to hit the gym, which is yeah. crazy. Cause I use, you know, you just have to recognize. And that's like the, that's the, like not only self-control, but also um, just sort of that mastering of your body and like mastery of like fitness and things like that. And just recognizing like, okay, me taking off the gym for three or four days or even a week is not going to kill my, my, uh, my gains, you know, Um, it's not going to kill my progress. Um, I think some people just think of like, Oh, I have to go to the gym and I have to train and I have to like, you know, do a, a chest press. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes the best thing for you is taking the day off and getting some sleep. Yep. 100%. It's, it's so crazy. But people are like, you know what? I have to go get a chest pump. I have to get this. And yeah. you're, you're still young. So I kind of commend you for coming across that at an early age. Yeah. Uh, I'm 33 now. I know that's uh, quite an old number. Old for man. I'm an yeah. old man. Um, and you know what? People laugh at me because I like going to bed early and I like sleeping in. So it is what it is, but you know what? Um, sleep is absolutely important. And unless you're actually like getting enough recovery time for, like you said, mental and physical, you're not going to perform well in the gym. You're yeah. Just- it's, it's like very important, I think. <laughs> and then um, I think what else? Well, what are your thoughts on like stretching and like, uh, and getting loose either pre or post? So this is like really funny to me because, um, you know, I played sports my whole life and like proper warm up and proper cool down was always part of athletics. Yeah. Like when you play cause I played soccer, that was like soccer and then uh, martial arts. Those are my two sports. Really. I played a bunch of, I did swimming for a little bit. I did, um, you know, some other, uh, I don't know. I did everything baseball, but like uh, soccer and, martial arts and it's like okay so before a soccer game you show up and you're warming up like you're stretching as a team you're warming up you're throwing the you're kicking the ball you're doing all kinds of stuff before before the game actually starts you're getting all warmed up after the game is over you do a cool down cool down lap around you know during uh halftime you're stretching stuff like that um martial arts was the same way class 15 minutes before we start class, you stretch as a class and then you you get done, you work out. And so then once I quit playing sports and I just started like working out. So when I first started fitness, um, like lifting free weights and stuff like that, um, I didn't know where to go or what to do. Like that's classic. I think of people who are getting into fitness. It's like you show up to a gym and you look around and there's a bunch of machines everywhere. And you're like, where do I begin? you're like, what do I even do? (laughs) And you kind of like walk around and like throw some weight on some press machine or some leg press. Or just Um, put slow on the treadmill and just walk for about 10 or 20 minutes. (laughs) Like you have no idea what to do. And I remember being that person, like walking into a gym and even in, so um, I would say I really started like, I started in college, I started working out, but it wasn't every day. Like I'm consistent now. Like I work out every single day. It's like a lifestyle. So I remember it's so crazy to think about like my fitness journey. When you talk about it, it excites me actually like motivates me. When I graduated high school, I moved to Dallas and, um, I wasn't playing, I wasn't playing sports anymore. Um, and I wanted to be fit. And a lot of that had to do with, um, as a lot of people do men and women, um, how I looked. I wanted to look a certain way. Yep. Uh, I didn't want to get fat. 
Um, I want to, you know, I was a oh, muffin top. I remember I followed this girl <laughs> called Muffin Topless. Nice. And, okay. And like, I was like, okay, I want to look like her. And I actually downloaded like her nutrition guide. And um, I started going to, I started doing CrossFit um, when I was in college with this guy named Tucker. And he would like tell me what to do and we would just go to the to the gym on campus and we out um which is funny now because tucker actually owns his own crossfit box nice like yeah so like he like followed his dream and it's been nearly 10 years since like he and i used to work out in the in the campus gym and now he's like owning he has his own crossfit box he's competed at like crossfit regional championships he went to uh ireland and competed there so like he's like really living it up so I remember doing that. Then I leave Dallas. I moved to Toronto. And I'm like, okay. You, I don't remember you working out a heck of a whole lot when you were here. So I really did. Like, I was, again, sort of in that space where I was like, what do I do? Um, fair, I was fair. more just active. Like, I wasn't working out. Like, I wasn't lifting weights. I was more just active. Like, I would run and, um, you know, paddleboard, kayak, like, ride bikes. Yeah. Um, I was living an active lifestyle, but I wasn't necessarily working out. Then I started going to, um, CrossFit totality in Oshawa. Cool. So, um, I started working out there and I worked out there for quite a long time, actually. Um, I don't remember exactly how long I was there for, but that was when I really started like getting into fitness. Um, as a, like seriously was when I was at CrossFit totality mm-hmm. and, um, the people there were really great. I met some good friends. It's crazy because like, I'm still friends with people. Like I'm friends with people on Instagram from national sports and like from CrossFit totality. Um, and so I started working out there doing CrossFit. Um, and I remember being like feeling strong and being like, wow, like I can do, you know, like a barbell snatch and yeah. I can like clean. I remember specifically when we like, uh, cleans, hang cleans. And, um, I remember hitting a PR and like trying to get up. Like I was like, like <laughs> just I, holding but, it. Yeah. And like, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, I'm like super cheering you on. And I was like, all right, awesome. So like hit that PR. Um, when I left the GTA and I left CrossFit totality, Um, I moved back to the Dallas area and lived here for about a month or so before um, I was like, okay, I need to find a gym. Yeah, I got to find a spot. So I started going to different CrossFit boxes because again, like that's all I had known was CrossFit. And so I started looking for CrossFit boxes and I found... Uh, several of them that I started going to, I went to three or four CrossFit boxes here. Um, very expensive here. Um, here in Toronto or like in, uh, in Texas, in Texas. Yeah. I don't know how expensive they are up there. I don't remember CrossFit totality being as expensive as it was down as it is down here. It was like $170 a month wow. here. And I was like, Oh my God, it's so expensive. <laughs> and the class times like, that's the thing about the CrossFit boxes for me was the class times. Um, you had to show up for certain classes and I couldn't always make that class or I had to do
do something else. And I was working another job and, um, it just wasn't fitting into my schedule. Yeah. So then, um, but I, but I started going to one CrossFit box a little bit regularly. Um, it was right around that time that I started following, uh, Lori Christine King on Instagram and, um, she is awesome. Like her, she's very knowledgeable about fitness. Um, she's very much like here to make people get fit. And she has a program called Paragon Performance uh, Methods, Paragon Training Methods. At the time, I think it was Paragon Performance Training Methods. Now it's just Paragon Training Methods. So this is two years ago, 2018, um, I saw... Lori Christine King's program. And this was right when I uh, started being a police officer it was about two years ago. And so um, I left CrossFit and started doing um, just like free weights. Okay. And I downloaded Lori Christine King's program and um, just loved it. Like, I'm assuming you brought back some of those uh, CrossFit movements, but in the gym. Yeah. Like yeah. I find what to do like i and she had youtube videos and a lot of this had to do with um in the academy in the police academy there are awards that you get and i'm very award driven (laughs) very if you see the carrot you're gonna run to it right yes like i'm (laughs) I'm gonna sprint dude i'm like very inwardly motivated clearly but i'm very outwardly motivated like (laughs) Inwardly motivated, yeah. Outwardly motivated, more so. Like, <laughs> I love winning and, like, winning prizes. And, like, I especially, I love awards. And, like, I love the applause. Like, I'm not afraid to say that I will do it for the, like, I will the do clout. it for the You got it for the clout. Uh, yeah, I'll do it for the clout. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and um, that was the thing. So we're going to the police academy and day one, they tell us that there's these awards that you get at the end. There's a fitness award and an academic award okay. and shooting award. And I was like, well, sign me up. Like <laughs> here we go. I want all the awards. So um, that's when I really like started taking my fitness seriously because I wanted an award, <laughs> um, but also started realizing the effect that fitness has on my career. And, um, and I just like, became i wouldn't even say addicted because it sounds wrong i just became enthralled with it like i was like in in love with it like i was like wow it makes me feel good it makes me look amazing like it it gives me something to do that's not boring or and i get to get out of the house like i just loved it so i started working (laughs) i started working out every single day (laughs) for this fitness award and like i was obsessed with winning this award and i did i got the fitness I got the fitness award. So you mentioned like, there were a couple of awards. So what was the uh, one that you got or did you, or did you clean the house? Yeah, I got the fitness award in the, um, I, I got third in shooting, which okay, like, I was like okay. but I should have gone, <laughs> I should have gone first in the shooting. I could have done it. Um, but I got the first in the, in the PT award and I got third in the shooting award and I was 0.67 points away from academic, uh, wow. from an academic. So I was pretty close to triple crowning there. Um, but uh, it was actually a, this is really, this is actually kind of funny. The, um, the test at the police academy that brought my score down to that 0.67 points away from an award was a Texas alcohol beverage just code. Te- okay. And I 
And that was like the one I scored the lowest on. <laughs> I was like, I've been knowing these laws for like six years. Like how yeah. did I score the lowest on this test? They want to know all these times. <laughs> dates and things and anyway but that's why I really started working out was because I wanted this fitness award and when I started seeing results it just motivated me more but I didn't but I didn't do it for like so the burnout for me all throughout my fitness journey was results like the burnout was results because you work out and you want to see results you go to the gym for a month you want to see results like where are my abs why is my ass not growing why do I not have biceps? Like (laughs) you're all common problems. Everyone has like for real though. You're like looking when you start fitness, you're like results oriented. Most people start fitness for physique purposes and for like results oriented purposes. And to me, that was the burnout because you don't see it. And like, you don't start seeing it for a long time. And it happens over time because you look at yourself in the mirror every day. You don't notice yourself getting older. You don't notice you know, you don't notice yourself getting more fit. And so to me, it was definitely like results. The burnout was the results. But when I look back now at two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, I'm like, wow, I was like, I don't look the same as I did back then, but I don't even, I didn't even notice it. You don't notice the difference. No. Yeah. It just became part of the lifestyle and the results followed that. And so, um, so now I do, um, Laura Christine King's Paragon uh, training methods. And I've been doing it. It's sort of a split. It's like, um, you know, upper body day, lower body day, um, lots of mostly free weights. Um, but um, I have SWAT tryouts in March. Okay. And so I need to change my training method. Um, Going to amp it up a little bit? Yeah. To yeah. some high intensity stuff. Um, it, it does concern me a little bit because I like how I look and I'm like, Oh, so I'm scared. Like if I do too much cardio, you know, that I'm going to lose like muscle. But, um, you know, you have to do what you have to do for different goals. So for until March, like I've switched it up to more athletic style training program yeah, yeah. Uh, by mountain tactical Institute. Um, and then I feel like maybe sometimes I will get to, accessorize my training with some other stuff. Um, speaking of recovery, like I bought a Theragun. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Which one did you get? Is it the, the triangle one? Yeah. Wow. Good for you. I got the elite one because wow. it wasn't as, as the pro. What was <laughs> but, it? There's one that's like the stick, but that one I don't, I don't buy into. It's the same yeah. brand, but there's like, it's just the stick. Yeah. No, this is like, I, I bought it last week and i've had it for like three days because it got here from shipping and stuff and i've used it every single day and i downloaded um because i'm starting to take more seriously the pre-workout and post-workout sessions um the the warm-up and the cool down because i've no like i am getting older and i am realizing (laughs) that those things are significantly more important than almost anything else is what you do like on the outside of your, of your actual fitness training. So the pre-workout stretching and, um, and then the post-workout cool down and then what you eat before and after, you know, supplementing with protein and stuff, post-workout, getting those carbs in and, uh, pre-workout and things like that. So, um, the, I downloaded GoWad and, I've had it for like three days and I really like it because 
It's just, um, it's a mobility app. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Mostly for uh, post-workout, I guess? For pre and post. Okay, cool. And daily, even on days that you don't work out. So I've done, you know, three days of the pre and the post-workout uh, things that they recommend. And I try not to fall into those traps, but like Matt Fraser, CrossFit Games, GOAT, he, um, he is like an advocate of the GoWad mobility app. Okay. I would like to that he actually uses it, um, but maybe he doesn't. But I would like maybe to he think just that- sponsors it. Maybe he just sponsors it. <laughs> maybe he just sponsors it. Who knows? Um, it is good. It's good for fitness. A lot of the the athletes use it. Uh, Brooke Wells, she's oh, yeah. on there. So um, Brooke's pretty I, badass. Yeah, she yeah. is. And so I just um, I think it's really important now just to focus on pre workout, post workout. I don't want to suffer from any injuries. Um, I want to have better lifts and something that, um, I think should be done more that I don't do as much, um, or that I stopped doing a little while ago is tracking my fitness, um, tracking PRs, tracking my weights. Your results. Um, Yeah. Like paying attention, um, so that I'm building strength and, you know, seeing the results and seeing the progression, because if you don't keep track, you're just kind of like, yeah, you're just winging it. You're not keeping yourself accountable to anything. You're just yeah. going to keep going every day. You're just going to keep doing the same workout and you may not get anywhere. Yeah. So uh, that's something that I've decided to start cracking down on a little bit more is just paying attention to uh, what exactly I'm doing. Um, just being a little more focused. I was very focused for like a year. I was just talking to one of the guys at work last night. I, I think I counted macros for like 365 days, like an oh, entire goodness. year didn't deviate. I just (laughs) track, 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 track. And, um, I intuitively eat right now, although, and I have been, um, for about a year now and just intuitively eating. And, um, I've gained like 30 pounds. Um, not, not bad or anything. No, no, of course not. Muscle weighs more than fat. So don't worry. I've just been like intuitively eating for like a year now. But the only reason that I'm able to do that is because I'm ma- I counted for so long that I can look at food and know what's in it. Like I can look at a protein and be like, yeah, that's some protein. Like I can be like, okay, I need two chicken patties. That's probably going to be like 40 grams of protein. Like, but that took me a year of macronutrient counting so that I could look at my food and be like, ah, this is what I have here. Yeah. Um, some people don't understand that though. Some people just see the way, uh, you know, they see a chicken breast or they see a piece of chicken and say, I'm just getting my protein in, but some people can't yeah. quantify that. Yeah. And, um, people, I would recommend like, if you're just starting out with fitness, like track stuff, because you learn, you can learn very fast, like how much protein you need, how many carbs, like, um, how much fat, like I know when I'm going over fat macronutrients, I keep those the lowest, um, not into whole keto thing, but <laughs> my fat, my fat macro is pretty low. So I know like if I use olive oil on something or avocado oil on something, I'm looking at it like, okay, that's some fat. Yeah. But I'm never, I'm not like super restrictive with my diet and I haven't been for a long time, but with tryouts being in March, uh, I have December, January, and February to like really like tighten up on all of those things. And so that's sort of my motivation for the next, the next three months. Um, and I'm going to start weighing my food out again, um, because of, of a goal that I have. But if I didn't have that goal, I'd probably just continue to 
eat intuitively. Yeah. So uh, I wish you luck. I don't know how much we're going to be talking, but I'll definitely keep messaging you back and forth on uh, Insta. But I definitely yeah. wish you good luck on your SWAT tryouts. Thank uh, you. A lot of people don't have that insight to actually change up their training. So I think the fact that you've identified the fact that you need to change up your training. And I know for a lot of people that, you know, they might beat a dead hammer uh, until the end. They might see it and say that, you know what, I'm going to keep looking in the mirror for those abs and until those abs pop, you know, yeah, I'm not doing a good enough job, but I think you've also realized that it's, it's not really about those changes you're going to see tomorrow or the day after or the day after mm -hmm. that. It's going to happen over time. Yeah, and exactly. I, I think they're just patience in general. A lot of people just need to have patience in general of just, Trust the process, as a lot of people say. Trust yeah. the process. I mean, it's so simple, but it really is true. Really hard, is true. To, hard to keep in check. Because you, you just want to make stuff happen now, but it, the it takes process, time. Trust it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how do you, so is there any specific proteins you're on? Is there something specific that you use? Like, what about like protein shakes? Are you a big believer on those? Like, do you pound those? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I drink a protein shake with five grams of creatine every day. Um, so right now I've been using, uh, less naked whey protein. Okay. Um, and then just pure creatine monohydrate, which, um, is probably the most scientifically proven, uh, like workout or, uh, like fitness supplement out there. Creatine, is like scientifically proven to encourage muscle gain and um, like weight loss. And it's just, if, it's, I'm not also, if I'm not correct, it also reduces muscle fatigue as well too. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like the golden egg of fitness of supplements. Yeah. yeah. So I really like it and it doesn't taste like anything. It's just white powder. Yeah, and basically. I just, and um, I will like every couple months, like, uh, creatine load, which is just like, I do like 10 grams of creatine for like two weeks instead of five. Do you end up cycling it though? Or do you uh, just stay like pretty consistent? I stay pretty consistent at five grams. Um, and then, but I'll go up to 10 every, every couple months when I feel okay. like it. All right. A little more. Um, and then whey protein, um, which it took me a long time to find a protein that I liked. Um, this one from less naked way is good. Um, it just tastes like a malt. Okay, cool. Milkshake. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not into the, I've done like the Vega protein, like the pea protein. Um, I think way is king. <laughs> you don't mess with no. that. I'll, nope. And I did also, um, a couple different like types of, of proteins, but this one I think just sits well with my stomach. It doesn't mess me up and it's just good. And then for pre-workout and post-workout, um, Bravo actual supplements. Um, I was actually using their products for a long time before they reached out to me and they were like, Hey, we'd like you to be a brand ambassador. And I was like, what? Nice, and so, nice. um, I like shameless plug, them but i use all their supplements so i pre-workout and i have been since before like i was like sponsored by them and then their post-workout after action recovery um which is sort of just like it's like pretty salty but that's okay. because when you work out you lose that so no, yeah, yeah, yeah so it's just like full of enzymes 
things like that. And then um, a sleep supplement from them as well. Um, it's a sleep aid. It contains melatonin, but I it has some other stuff me- in it too. I figured it had some that, melatonin in it. Yeah, but it's really good for, especially people who work shift work because it's hard to fall asleep in the daytime. Yeah. And then on your day off, your schedule is all mixed up. So um, it's been really good for me too. I used to have really bad insomnia and that's helped a lot as well as the Calm app. The Calm okay, app. Okay, yeah. I've I listen to Matthew McConaughey's work. I've heard about that too. Yeah. McConaughey puts me to sleep every night with a sleep story. (laughs) So there's that, but yeah. So, um, anything else that I do, I take iron, um, because, uh, I'm like historically anemic. I haven't had my blood tested in a while, but, um, I'm, I know that I've been anemic in the past. So if I feel like I'm a little bit lightheaded or something, I'll take some iron. Um, magnesium is a good supplement and uh zinc and a b12 complex nice vitamin nice. b complex yeah have you heard all so, this uh, have you heard um, all this research about uh, vitamin d as well recently yeah, yeah yeah and i work at night right i don't ever get to go outside <laughs> so uh, other than but, working out of course yeah, yeah. for sure but so, uh, yeah is a good one it's good. It's good. So how long have you been with uh, Bravo? Not that you're trying to like uh, push that plug in there, but uh, how long have you been with them so far? Um, they, so I've been taking their supplements, geez, over a year or about a year. And then they reached out to me in, I think like a couple maybe years May. Oh, okay, cool. About, yeah, about cool. amb- about the ambassador program. So, um, yeah, I think the the main thing for me was I actually started. So I was writing for reviews for um for a website, and so they actually sent me the first uh, pre workout that I tried from them for free to write a review on it, and I was pleasantly surprised because it had everything. It's like sitting right here, which is why I keep looking at it. It's like <laughs> go I'm grab like, it, go grab it my eyes are like shifting over here. So like I, um, they sent me, actually this was the flavor they sent me to Patriot pop was the first one that they sent me and I tried it and I was like, Oh my God, because first of all, pre-workout used to mess up my stomach. Like the really? classic game where it's like, and we take pre-workout and now I got to run to the bathroom before I do these deadlifts. Yeah. yeah. Well, how that was and um also i'm already very high energy so <laughs> like pre-workout would like make me super jittery and like my heart rate would get all crazy did you ever get like the jittery fingers as well too yeah like all of that <laughs> stuff. so this one was amazing because um uh, which is why i kept using it and buying it after they sent me my first free one i bought it continued to buy it with my own money when i first got it and so um, it has the beta alanine in it, which is the yeah. stuff that makes it tingly, um, which I like that feeling some people, <laughs> but I like it. Um, and then the caffeine. So there's 250 milligrams of caffeine in here. Um, I was taking ones that were like 300, like between two and 300 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. So again, like we're getting into all the nutrition stuff, but I try and stay 
if I was not um, doing shift work, I would try and stay below 300 milligrams of caffeine a day. But because I work shift work, I try and stay below 400 milligrams, which is the recommended amount for an adult male is 400 milligrams of caffeine daily. Uh, not to go like that. I mean, you got to get your sleep in. You got to get yeah. your sleep in, right? Yeah. So um, I stay below 400 milligrams of caffeine. I monitor it like really closely. So I take my pre-workout and then um, at around midnight, I have an energy drink, uh, a Celsius or a 3D. Um, Celsius is 200 milligrams. So that's right at... Uh, right at like the number. Four, four, 450. Yeah. Um, How much B12 I'm, you got in there, by the way? In, uh, in here? Yeah. If any B12, hopefully. There's usually a good amount of it in there. Where to go? I don't know. Usually like twenty five hundred milligrams or something like that. Uh, it's not important. Not important. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not important. Yeah, in the after action, which is the recovery supplement. But um, you find it's essential for you, though. Uh, I'm the same way. Like I try to cycle my pre workout. I try not to hit it every single day because if I hit it every single day, I kind of feel it just loses that effect. So right now I'm currently in a off cycle. Oh yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to when I get back on. Um, I use it pretty much almost every day. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool too. Um, the reason is because number one, I like how it tastes. And number two, like I, like most people, I'm a creature of habit and I have like a system that I do and that if I'm kind of like out of order on my system, especially like on days that I work, like so I'm like superstitious like that. Yeah. So I'm like, gotta do, you gotta get it in. Yeah. Like yeah. I have to do this part of my superstition. Yeah. Like gotta get my work, my, my shaker, put the ice in it, put the Topo Chico in it, which is mineral water makes it fit. <laughs> put my pre-workout in it. Okay. That's that like right sock, left sock, left shoe, right shoe. Like I have a whole like a whole process process that I go through every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mostly take it every day. Um, except for if I'm going to just like run because I don't want my heart to explode. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so this is the Bravo actual. That's what I've been. I used to take, I've taken ghost. I've taken C4. Um, I've taken. You try that as uh, a green assault from muscle farm. No, pretty no. good. It's not that bad. It's high in beta alanine as well too. It's not bad. Yeah. So I've been, I mean, I've taken like several different kinds of pre-workout, um, X work. I've tried their pre-workout. Um, but this one just worked the best for me and it didn't upset my stomach and it had the right amount of caffeine and it tasted really good. And it's also run by veterans. And, um, a few of the guys are, uh, Bortac agents, which is like the border patrol, uh, SWAT team guys. Okay. Pretty badass. A few of them actually are on the, uh, the North the North border. Oh, wow. But, really? Yeah. So I was like, what? Because I used to travel between there all the time. <laughs> so, um, and, and veterans. So obviously like they support veterans and they support law enforcement. And to me, that's just like, it's very special to me now that I'm in that community. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but 
yeah, I'm like really proud of the fact that they asked me to, to be an ambassador for them. And um, they're a smaller company um, and they're, they started a few years ago. Um, but I'm like, I hope to see them grow like really big because there are some good dudes that own the company and the product is just amazing. And actually they're supposed to be coming out with a protein powder soon. Nice. So, we'll keep in touch. Let me know. Yeah, I will. We'll it's keep in good. touch. It's so, good yeah. stuff. So I know you're uh, a nice, you're uh, a big, big workout queen right now. You've, uh, you've got a lifestyle going, you've got your process going every single day. So how do you turn it off? How do you relax? What are some things that you do to like, just, you know, kind of enjoy life, take it easy. Or are you just like high powered step on the gas and go? Oh man, that's a difficult question because, uh, <laughs> my friends, like I said earlier, especially like, you know, the dudes that I work with, they're like, you need to relax. Like, yeah. I constantly like, just want to, they'll be like, what are you doing? on Like this guy asked, asked me yesterday, what are you doing on your, over the weekend? And I'm like, I'll probably go to the gym. And they're like, that's it. Take a uh, break. dude. Like, sounds kind of boring. I'm like, leave me alone. Okay. Like, I just like to work out. Um, if I don't stay active, um, I get inside my head a little bit. Okay. Uh, and so for me, I think I just have to like go to the gym and I do take days off. I'm not part of the, um, team no days off thing because I think it's important to take two days off a week from fitness one or two days off, whether that's like one day is a complete rest day where I don't do any fitness. Another day can be like that active recovery where I'm like doing a light passively walk. walking. Yeah. 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 Like being active. Um, but I, um, to relax, I guess the best thing for me to do is to hang out with friends because if I relax by myself, I get inside my head a little bit. Got I overthink. Um, I might stay in bed all day and it's just like not really healthy. Yeah. So I do like have to like get up and find someone to do. And actually getting my dog was a really big part in that because, um, she like, I'm forced to get out of bed. <laughs> she's your, uh, passive active person thing. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's just going to keep you active. She's going to keep you honest. Yeah, for sure. So I ended up getting her because I was feeling a little bit uh, lonely, a little bit depressed. Um, and so I got my dog because like on days that I was like really not wanting to get out of bed and like sleeping to avoid feeling anything, um, she makes me get out of bed and <laughs> go play Frisbee or go for a walk. And yeah. um, so that's been good. Um, Recently, I've discovered like, like reality trash television. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Like, never used to be in. Like, I've never watched reality TV. Are you watching um, like The Housewives and all that stuff? Uh, the Bachelorettes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I never used to watch this ever, ever, ever. Uh, and I still like even now. Like, I have to force myself to because it's this like innate desire in me to be the best ever. And so I'm like, I'm reading policies for work. I'm reading general orders. I'm reading case law. I'm reading traffic law. Like 
I'm watching YouTube videos. Like I'm immersed in this lifestyle. I'm, you know, going to the shooting range or dry fire or, um, going to the gym or, um, like I always feel like there's something, there's something that has to be done. Like I need to pay bill. I need to do this. I need to clean the house. I need to like, gotta, 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 gotta do all this stuff. And so before I get burnt out on life, um, I was like, you know what, maybe it's not so bad if I just like literally set, and I've had to do that before where like, okay, you're feeling sad. Okay. You have like one hour to feel the way that you're feeling. And then we have to get up and do something. That's a good yeah. Let's move on. Like, because otherwise I could sit like, okay, if I'm in bed and I'm like, I don't feel good. I don't feel like getting up. I feel really fucking sad. Like I'm feeling like miserable and depressed. Like, okay, you have one hour <laughs> and then we have to do something. And so that's kind of how it is me with the, uh, with like watching bachelorette right now is, um, you watch a show kind of feel bad about yourself during the show and then just like get out and you know, I gotta walk. I gotta go for a walk. Like, Hey, we, <laughs> relax we need to like not think about anything else we can watch this trash reality tv show <laughs> and then let's get up and like do something um so it's this balance between and then of course for me most importantly i think is just having those friends because um they help me relax too because most of my friends are not doing what i'm doing um most of my friends are not working out every single day. They're not like working on work on their days off. And that's just my personality type is like work, 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 You're work, working. Work. You're working. Yeah. And I like that. Like if you know that, and if you know about Enneagrams at all, the Enneagram personality types, I'm a type three, which is like the workhorse type. And I just, everything I do is like work and I love to do it, but it is like, you don't realize that you need to, get out of your head and just relax. Take a breather. Yeah. And just take a breather. And it's okay. And you're not going to fall behind. And, but always remembering like somebody's gunning for your spot. Yeah. Somebody else doing the work if you're not going to do it. And that's how I am. Like I sit here, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not doing anything. Somebody else is doing what I'm not doing. And it's like healthy, but also not healthy at the same time. So I have to find of that course. balance. That's between like, finding a friend, just hanging out, not thinking about work, not talking about work. Um, and just like bullshitting and relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you try to relax as much as you can. Uh, you've got a great physique. I, I can't see you for right now. You've got an awesome physique, but I want to know you've got to enjoy some cookies or some pancakes or something. Like what's your vice? You got to tell us what your vice is in public potato chips nice are I you salty or sweet okay that's i could like spin off every question you ask into like a whole <laughs> but um, well i'm gonna get to another food question for you afterwards i used to eat sweet i used to eat uh salty only like i love salty food i was yeah. never into and stuff and like for the past like probably year i've been i just love like sweets like <laughs> I it's can't. so bad too. I'm such like, a sweet person, but it kills me. I feel like men are normally into sweets and women are into like snacks. Perhaps like, like salts. 
Yeah. 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 yeah for mm-hmm. sure. But like I can down like three bags of chips, like three family size bags of chips, like no problem. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. I can't believe I just ate all those. <laughs> My like, girlfriend is my girlfriend's like a, a quarter of the size of me and she can finish a bag of chips in 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Y'all were dating. Are y'all? Yeah. So do you remember? That's like the same one from National Sports. Yeah. Her name is Alexandra. If you remember. Yeah. You remember working with her? Yeah. She says she worked, hi. She was like cashier. She yeah. Worked, she was at cash. Yeah. She worked yeah. at cash. She always remembers yeah. the first day I had with her. And the first day I had with her was uh, I was like staying in the pro shop at the back there and she had to go around the store and introduce herself to everybody and say, hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm the new person. I'm new cashier. And uh, she remembers coming to the pro shop. She remembers seeing me. And then she had to report back to Blair in the office. If you remember Blair. And she was like, "Um, I met a guy in the pro shop, but he's not wearing like the, the national sports shirt. Who is he? And Blair is like, oh, no, that's that's your that's your boss that's John. He's just supposed to be your manager. I'm like, Oh, well that's, our, that's the first time we met, but yes, uh, we're still dating. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, um, yeah, so I used to eat like strictly salty foods. And then recently I got into uh, like this sweet, like these sweet cakes. Um, what's the, what's the sweet kick getting you right now? Is it cookies? Is it like cake? What is it? Hmm what's in your um, kitchen right now are you in your kitchen it looks like you're in a kitchen i'm in my kitchen yeah but so, i don't buy sweets come on now there's gotta be a sweet in that fridge or on that counter um, <laughs> i would have to look the only thing that i know that's in here is one pack of starburst <laughs> nice that i bought for like specifically like if halloween I had- kind of thing and it just stuck around since then no i bought one <laughs> i bought one pack of starburst so that like I could like satisfy a sweet tooth if I needed to. Yeah. Um, but I don't have like cookies or anything um, like readily available to me because, and I don't buy potato chips either because of the same. Re- like, there's some people that have the ability to restrict themselves and like pour them <laughs> full of chips. Yeah. Not in. You're in all I, or nothing. Yeah. So I specifically like I don't buy that stuff, um, and it's because of the goals that I want. So I, in, in like kudos to people who can have like bags of chips and cookies and snacks and stuff all in their house. I can't have that. And burn that shit off too, while they're still, you know, living life. Yeah. Like I can't have any of those snacks in here cause I will destroy them. And I don't, they don't even last a whole day. Like <laughs> I'll go and I'll buy, it'll be like the chip two for five. And I'm like, boom, two, two bags, five bucks. And I will devour them in the car on the way home. <laughs> That's not, so I'm going to share with you a strategy. I don't know if this is going to be beneficial for you or not. So I apologize mm-hmm. if you end up applying this strategy. Um, I refuse to buy bags of chips. I refuse to buy a salty snack at a regular grocery store because I refuse to pay, you know, $3.99 for a bag of chips that's like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not buying those bags of chips. I'm going to Costco. And if I'm going to get a bag of chips, I'm going to get like the big bag of chips. Oh, that's a bad idea. Big boy for like five bucks. Cause you know, it's like four times the size. So at least I can reason it out on a financial side, but again, I'm not the all or nothing. I'll definitely eat I, that big bag of chips. You know, I could eat the entire bag <laughs> one sitting during my one hour of trash reality TV. <laughs> I can eat that entire bag. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta get you like some Ziploc bags to portion yourself. Gosh, it wouldn't even 
that's why I can't do it. Like yeah, there's yeah. a term for it and I'm blanking on it right now, but there's like, there's a term, there's a specific term for that. Like for um, people who are able to like portion control those type things or like resist eating those while it's in front of them. And then other people who have zero self-control over that. And I'm not afraid to be like, yeah, I have zero self-control when it comes to like snacks, especially bags of, and like, if I get one of anything, like, and I can do it too. I'll, I'll even like pour, like I've done it before. Like I'll pour a bag of chips into a bowl and I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'll eat all of the chips in the bowl. And then I just go up and pour and refill more. the bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm in the same boat. Cause uh, I just had chips yesterday. So the way I, I think it's reasonable is I have a small bowl and believe it or not, I'm going to show you a bowl that I have currently on my table right now. See this little plastic bowl I got. This is usually my chip bowl, but I'm not going to lie. I have an oatmeal cookie in there. <laughs> um, normally, I'd fill this bowl up with chips, and I'd say that's it. No more. That's one serving. If I look at the nutrition facts, that's one serving. I'll clean the bag, watch TV for like another 15, 20 minutes, do a little editing on the podcast, kind of like do some work. I'll be like, you know what? I can go for another bowl, I think, you know? Yeah. So it ends up being two, maybe three bowls sometimes, but I understand what you're saying. I totally understand. Yeah. When I was macro counting, I was able to do the, cause I was super focused. Um, and also I was at, I'd be at work eating. And so whatever I packed is what I had. Um, so like one serving of chips is 28 grams and I would weigh them out 28 grams, put them in a Ziploc bag. That's all I get. <laughs> and it was so bad like, looking at it. Like this is 28 grams and put it in my lunchbox. And then that's what I ate at work. Like, but you know what? That's a good thing because at work you'd be restricted to what, whatever you brought. Yep which is always a good thing. Uh, I always found that my best food and like body days were whenever I meal prepped. Yeah. If I did not meal prep. I'd be so fucked. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so at least, you know what? Try to enjoy those, those things in life. Try to enjoy the sweets. Yeah. But, uh, just don't have them around the house, I guess. Just go get them, uh, go get them out if you need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my friend's house. So that wasn't that hard, right? The podcast was pretty easy. Yeah, it was good. Fairly easy. Um, I got one last question before you, before we wrap this up. Okay. And it's really controversial. I, I hope you know where I'm going with this. Does mac and cheese belong in Thanksgiving? Oh my God. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Why not? Mac and cheese is for children who don't want anything else and for adults who don't know how to cook. That's mac and cheese. It doesn't, I love mac and cheese a lot, but Thanksgiving is like a fancy meal. Like it just is. It's a tidy meal. It's a tidy meal. You can still have, you know, some loose, you can still have some macaroni and cheese still on your table, you know? No. No. (laughs) How was your Thanksgiving though, by the way? Uh, It was good. I actually didn't do anything on Thanksgiving day because I worked uh, overtime Wednesday night. You did the friends Thanksgiving though, didn't you? I did Friendsgiving. Thanksgiving. on Tuesday and then Wednesday I worked overtime and then Thursday I slept all day because that's what you do after you work 12 hours and then um and then I went to um this is actually like super lame but I was off work on Thanksgiving and the people at work were having like a Thanksgiving like Thanksgiving potluck so I actually went to work on my day off to get <laughs> to get some food <laughs> nice <laughs> listen it's free food who cares it's good. Mashed potatoes uh, and turkey. Your favorite side of Thanksgiving? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes? Easy. 
Uh, oh, where yeah. where does stuffing lie on that line? Oh, it's in there too. Stuffing and mashed. I love mashed potatoes. So I could eat nice. potatoes. I could eat a whole. I would go back for a whole plate of just mashed potatoes. Really? Wow. Potatoes favorite food in any form. And are uh, you cranberry sauce or no cranberry sauce person? Uh, I mean, I'll eat it, but like, I'm not gonna ask for it. <laughs> like, if it's not there, then I'm not like, where's the cranberry sauce? <laughs> You're I not that person at the party. No. <laughs> we had this poll at work before and we said that uh, cranberry sauce is for intellectuals. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, so I just want to say thank you for coming to the podcast. I know this is kind of something new for you, a new experience for you, but uh, I've been having this like, nice little conversation with everybody, trying to understand their story and see where they've come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say for you, uh, I haven't seen you in uh, seven years, I guess it is now, seven plus years. Yeah. Um, but what I have seen personally from you is a transformation and a transformation to your body, to your lifestyle. And I believe that you are definitely influencing others for the positive and for the good. Mm-hmm. I want to share that story with a lot of people because not a lot of people know that story. And a lot of people are usually used to seeing, you know, a simple picture on a cell phone and just saying, Oh, look, I hate to say it. I'm not going to say it about you, but like, look at that booty. Look at those abs. Look at the arms. Yeah. Look at like the, the glutes. Like, Everyone's so like, you know, focused on the picture and what it looks like, but I don't think under people like really understand the lifestyle and actually trying to like live it. Yeah. It's one thing to, you know, post a picture and, you know, give your best shot, you know, have the best angle, but it's another to actually embody it and live it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I uh, I commend you for doing it. Uh, Please, please keep influencing those others that are watching you. And uh, you're doing definitely positive good for a lot of people that are out there. Thanks, man. uh, Keep it up. Keep it up. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Manny Project Podcast. Don't forget to download, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can now listen to the Manny Project Podcast now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also visit our Facebook page and our YouTube channel at The Manny Project. And you can also visit our Instagram page for the latest updates and upcoming guests at the.manny.project. Be safe, everyone.